Welcome to Make It Happen. My name is Tom Dalton. Each episode will have an inspiring guest tell their story of overcoming obstacles, never settling, and making it happen. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. So grab a coffee. Hope you enjoy the pod. Let's go. Okay, so welcome to Making It Happen. Um, my name is Tom Dalton. I'm delighted to say we are on episode number 43. Um, my next guest, I'm really excited to get into this, is another female who is making things happen. So our next guest is Lorna McDermott. She's the founding, one of the founding members of Woundju Club, and I hope I've got that pronunciation right or she can give it out to me in a moment. Uh, Woundju Club is a proud Dublin-based company found in 2020. So pretty fresh and new, so looking forward to see how they've been, I suppose, navigating their way through uh, COVID and the pandemic. At Woundju Club, we safeguard all our products, guaranteeing their are made with the greatest attention to detail, ensuring they are everlasting and maintaining their quality and multiple washes and wears. If you can't tell we're already, Woundju Club is a clothing brand based here in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, check out what the hype is about. Their website is www.woundjuclub.com. Um, now available to buy in-store in Tribe and St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. So I'd like to welcome Lorna to the podcast. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, it's it's Woonjo. Woonjo, Woonjo, Woonjo. Woonjo, yeah. Woonjo. A lot of people might... say Woonjo. Woonjo, Woonjo. Woonjo, my bad. You, you might have to correct me throughout it, Lorna, as my dyslexia <laughs> might come out here and again. Um, it, I suppose, Lorna, if we just, probably with most of our guests, I try and jump back and I suppose, where did your business entrepreneurial story begin? Was it something in childhood or more about education? Yeah, like I think um, throughout school, like I, I never really enjoyed school. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think it's secondary school. I was always good at English and art. And I guess I tried to focus my my efforts into both of those. And I guess I found myself, you know, looking to leave college, not knowing what I was going to do. A lot of people were going into business, economics, and it, it was difficult. So I came across multimedia in DCU. And so that focused on a lot of graphic design, video production, um, kind of any content creating, actually podcast creating as well. So I'd usually edit the podcast, not usually be on them, which is which is the first. But um, so I re- I really threw myself at it. I really enjoyed the course. Um, I genuinely was so invested into it. So I did, you know, multimedia, um, different internships throughout it. So I was working seven days a week, trying to get as much experience as I possibly could. Um, and that was the other thing as well. Like it was kind of the running joke when you were in multimedia is like, you know, you're going to graduate. What are you going to be? You know, like what's what's the outcome? What's the job that you're going to take? So I guess that was always in the back of my mind to have the experience or when I do leave college that I'll have, you know, some sort of experience there to get me into into my next job. So I guess then if I kind of fast forward on the pandemic hits, I've I'm in a couple of positions now in in marketing um, and also commuting. So that was the thing. I'm originally from Scaries. So I was commuting from Scaries to Sandyford, which was two hours each way sometimes. So four hours a day commuting. So I found myself at all this time working at home and just, I've always wanted to be in fashion as well. So that's the thing. So my, my background in multimedia kind of put me into software positions in marketing, um, which was interesting and great experience, but it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. So I felt when I was applying for jobs in fashion, it was, you know, you needed retail experience or you needed 
the expertise that I didn't have at the time just because of where I went with um, with my jobs out of college. So I, I basically kind of thought about doing this this brand, setting up Woonjo. Uh, I was looking at the market. I, I personally live in hoodies all the time. So I was looking at the hoodies that I had, the prices that you pay. Um, I think a lot of the prices in the market at the moment, they are pretty high considering, you know, you buy something it doesn't last long. You wash it, it, it goes kind of bally after the first few washes. It doesn't say the same material. And I'd be one of those people that's pretty, you know, like a maniac nearly, but when you get something new, you want it to keep the same, you want to keep the plastic on the cover. So I guess that was something for me that I thought, you know, if you can critique a hoodie, which is something so simple at the end of the day, but down to the drawstring, making sure that when it washes, it doesn't break away. It's, you know, maintains itself. Also, it's really soft, it's luxurious, and also that the price is not crazy, so that it's it's affordable for people. Um, and that's that's basically where the concept came. We ran with it from there. We, we found something that is pretty simple, but genuinely, it was a niche in the market. There's not, at the moment, affordable luxury, especially that's Irish out there. So it was really something that it was a niche for us. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to getting into that. Just two things I picked up on there. I suppose... I'd love to touch on the fashion in a moment and I suppose what got you into fashion, but was there a family member or a sibling that maybe led you down the path of doing something on your own or setting up a business? Yeah, well, both my parents are actually entrepreneurs. Um, so especially like my dad, my mom was an entrepreneur. Um, she had her own business a few years ago, but it, it shut down after the recession and stuff like that. But my dad still runs his own business. So he'd be very, you know, do it, do it yourself. And I guess that's something that is kind of drawn into us is that, you know, you're, you're hard work and you have to get something. And if you want to build something, you need to do it basically on your own or, you know, really put the efforts in and, and see the rewards. Yeah. I think because sometimes I have some of the listeners get on to me and they're like, you know, when do you know is the right time to start? And I, well, it's great having parents or family members that are very supportive, but I don't think there's ever the right time. You just need to go and do it, you know, and see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, exactly. then just on, I suppose, fashion, what got you into fashion or was it? Well, I actually did my J1. Um, I think it was my second year in college. I did my J1 in LA and I just fell in love with the kind of streetwear, the style, the, the culture of it all. Like, and I think that's the kind of the oversized look as well. That's, that's the thing. Our hoodies are oversized. So, you know, especially that's something that I think is an, is an niche for us as well, because if you go into a shop now, everyone takes the, the large or the mediums in the sizes to have that overlooked look. But ours are already oversized. So if you take an extra small, it's still going to be big. So that's something I think feeding into kind of the L.A. fashion and, and what I'd seen, which is really cool. Um, but it works as well because everyone does want that that big and baggy look. Great. And so if we, if we, if we flash back, I know it's not too long ago, but if we, if we go back to, I suppose, day one, we're setting up this business, like, what does that look like? Or how do you plan something like that? It was crazy. It was pretty hectic. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there was many days we were working until one o'clock at night. And that's the thing I was still working in my previous job. So it was, you know, finishing work, closing down your laptop, opening up your other laptop, um, and just putting effort in but I guess at the beginning what we we focused on was obviously getting the logo out there the name um, and I guess that was something I think was funny at the beginning when I started to mention it to friends and family we're, we're starting a, a brand and we're going to call it Woonjo and they're Woonjo like why Woonjo and I was like well if you actually say every brand out there like Adidas or Nike like until they're actually known 
you know, what does that actually mean? Or, you know, it sounds like nothing to people as well. So until it's actually a known brand, you know, it becomes recognizable, which but I think getting the name, the branding at the beginning, the packaging was quite important for us. Um, just making sure that when people do receive something that, you know, it does have that luxurious kind of feel for them as well. And that's what we did at the very beginning. We had kind of a, a, a customized box, which came with a key ring and a little welcome card. So it was just that little extra bits of, you know, you pay 59 euro for a hoodie and you get all these kind of extra things. And it just adds that little bit of credibility, I think, to us as well. And also word of mouth. That was one thing that really spiked our business was people coming back because they'd heard of us from other people or they were taking pictures of the stuff when it arrived and it was just yeah so I'd say focusing on the packaging and the kind of your slogan and everything like that at the beginning I guess the brand itself kind of you know building the, the brand awareness is the most important and was it at the start was it let's get this out through social media or we're looking at brick and mortar or what was that challenge like yeah it was social media so um we created the so we decided to launch everything in um June 2020 and then officially our website went live in October um so right it was during a, the pandemic yeah right in the middle of the pandemic as well a lot of people thinking you're crazy to do that but then again everyone was in the comfort of their homes everyone was working in hoodies every day so it was actually the the perfect time for it Brilliant. And like, talk to me like about the process of a couple of guests back. I had a guy on uh, called Isaac John. He uh, is an Australian guy, owns a company called YKTR. Um, and he's very successful in Australia. But he talks to me about like the sourcing the product and getting the quality of the product right. And that's a massive time consuming aspect. So just talk to me a little bit about, I suppose, you being happy with the quality control side of things. Well, and that's exactly it. Like we we started or we had the idea of the concept in June and we didn't launch for a good five or six months later. Like, and when I show people now the pictures of the the different variations that we got from the beginning, it, it honestly is, is it's funny. Uh, we really did. That was what took the most time was making sure that we got something that actually, and to feed into the brand as well, you know, that actually did wash well, that did last, that the, the drawstrings didn't break away, like the material still felt as good as it did, you know, the first day that you bought it. So that took a lot of time to definitely critique that. So that was, it was stressful, but it was when you got to the end and you got the final one, it was definitely so rewarding. Brilliant. And like, talk to me about little, like, what was it like getting your first order? Or were you packaging your own boxes at the start or how did, what did that look like? Yeah, we were packaging our own stuff um, in, in an apartment and yeah, crazy, crazy. Like the, the stuff arrived the first day and it, like I just, because you think like, you know, you're ordering a certain amount of stuff and then when it comes and it's in the boxes, like you're like, oh my God, like what, what have we done? Like, you know, this is crazy because there were so many boxes. So I guess the first delivery we got, it was really overwhelming. I'd say it was kind of like, oh my God, is this the right decision? Is this, we made the right choice and but it, it flew out honestly and that was what I was so shocked at the first order I kind of thought you know if we sold half of this by the end of the year I'd be happy out like you know so we've we've restocked that now a couple of times which is just bizarre fantastic and was there a was there a defining moment or something that hit on social media or the word of mouth that just kind of I suppose blew the brand up yeah like we started we did a, a couple um partnerships with Rosanna Davison so um, Rosanna Davison in the teal hoodie, I'd say. So she wore our teal 
hoodie and after that it just blew up I mean everyone wanted the teal hoodie that was that's our most popular color now as well um it stopped on the website and it sells out pretty fast every time but um yeah definitely working with her was was amazing brilliant and I even mean, still it wasn't like oh sorry no no go on continue so I'm at the cut across you my bad sorry no I was just going to say like even still like we we did do a partnership with her but it's just so exciting to see like because I still follow her on Instagram obviously and and you see you know she wears the stuff all the time which is just amazing so it's not just because it was a, a collaboration or you know people do genuinely love the products which is great that's that's brilliant I must say a lot about the product I'm actually gonna I was showing the wife I must have to stock up in a couple <laughs> of hoodies after this I'll have to rep the brand <laughs> um but if if we just talk about like I suppose social media was when you got that growth was the plan or how did you look at I suppose an overview was a plan like we want to get where people can get their hands on the product or do we want to do this solely as an online business I think well because the position we were in at the time we were still in like when we had our first kind of spike it was only a couple months after we launched and we sold out of everything. So the stock that we thought we'd have for the year was just gone. So it really did throw everything on its head. But I mean, I guess getting everything together and just organizing for the next few months was just what we, we had to do. But um, yeah, no, definitely. It was crazy, crazy times. Yeah. And is is the lead time crazy? Like, are you looking at 2022, 2023 new lines or just talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, it take, it does take a bit of time. So our stuff is manufactured in Turkey. Um, so it takes a bit of time between the, the shipping and the obviously the production time. So you're looking at maybe a couple of weeks in between when it can actually arrive. So we'd already be planning like our Christmas stuff now um, just to keep ahead. I think that was maybe something as well that we didn't expect from the last launches. You know, we sold everything so quick. We thought this was our stock for the next year. <laughs> it was only the stock for a couple of months. So, I mean, that's something that was something we didn't plan for something that was really great but um now yeah it's about kind of planning our stock control and just taking a bit more control so people aren't waiting as well for the the colors and stuff to come back yeah and you, you the i i'm i highlighted this on my notes here the club is it all about like retaining the customer coming back and like adding value and more product to them just talk to me a little bit about i was just interested in why you had the club there yeah, so the club, I guess for us now, it's definitely about kind of our retaining customers coming back. And, and we have a, a strong number of returning customers, which is just amazing. But I guess in the future, I mean, we, we kind of put it there in a way as well, because if we wanted to open up, you know, if you open up a shop and it's like a, a club or even if you do events going forward that it's, you know, that you've got the hoodie to come in or, you know, th there's different things that we could definitely play on that in the future. But the club now from the beginning the initial concept was yeah definitely that you know once you've got this hoodie you're kind of in this group you're going to love it so much you're not going to buy any other hoodies and you're going to come straight back to us so that was kind of where it originally came from brilliant and talk to me so is it is the goal going forward i suppose this year and next year is it i see you doing pop-up shops in kilkenny and stuff like that is that just get it out to the public so they can see it or what's next yeah, so I think that that was kind of, and sorry, yeah, to go back to your question earlier, I don't think I answered that properly, but um, were we doing this just to be online? And no, like I think at the beginning we were in COVID, so we kind of had to be. Now we've got the opportunity to be customer facing, which is really exciting. And I think that's actually one thing, being at these markets and being at our pop-ups, we're definitely going to do as many as we can 
Um, I think once people, you know, we're online, so when people see us there, we're just another brand to people online. But I think once you're actually in front of people, they feel the quality of the hoodies, they can actually, you know, see them in real, see how well the logo's run. And then they're like, this is only 59 euro. This is, so it's actually an easier sell once you're in front of people, I think. So um, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, we're going to be in a shopping center over Christmas. So we'll be announcing that shortly, which is really exciting. Exciting, looking forward to it. And talk to me a little bit about like, I suppose your role in the business. Has it, I think when you're starting a business, I know when I started mine, you get a little overwhelmed and you try and do everything. And you try and be a master of everything. And I think very soon you realize you can't do everything. But like, I assume at the start, you were packing boxes, you were fulfilling deliveries, you were sales, you were marketing, you name it. Talk to us a little bit about what that journey has been like for you. Yeah, and it kind of is still a little bit like that. Like we are still kind of all hands on deck. But um, I, I guess from the experience that I've had in my previous companies, which I've been so lucky to have, is that I've always been in marketing. So I've got the experience of kind of finding people on LinkedIn or, you know, researching different things and, and making it work, which I think the sales side was not something that I, I, I've i had, obviously, the experience. And so that was maybe the biggest challenge for me, I'd say, is and also, you know, actually picking up the, the phone and, and ringing people as opposed to, you know, creating your ads in the background. And so that was definitely something that was a little bit challenging. But um, yeah, I mean, once you're organized and you kind of know what your plans are and you've got everything laid out, I mean, it's, it can be pretty straightforward. Well, saying that, but uh, yeah, that's exciting. And here, talk to me about the product line. Is it you, you mentioned a couple of times hoodies and is the SKUs going to open up into more products, more variants or what's that look like? Uh, yeah, we're going to do, we're, so we're going to keep our like original hoodies, um, maybe launch some new colours in them. Um, and funny enough, our hoodies actually don't have kangaroo pockets. So our next collection is going to have the kangaroo pocket. Uh, we're going to do some fleeces and some t-shirts. So still keeping it in the kind of unisex for, for both obviously men and women. Yeah. And I suppose one thing I kind of ask um, most of my guests is, I suppose at the moment, if, if you look back on uh, starting the business, is there anything you would change or is it all just being like great lessons all the way through? I think great lessons, but I think as well, like if I look back at some of the, maybe the graphics or the the imagery or things that we used at the beginning, it like, you know, you nearly cringe now and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? Like, you know, we've, we've come a long way that we'll definitely, we're always doing things better. So I think in a way, yes and no, because I mean, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be where we are now. We wouldn't be able to learn from the mistakes or the, improve so i think yeah definitely it's all been a learning curve which is great brilliant and is when you mention i'm sure ireland's been great to you but do you see the brand growing to europe and across the world or what does that look like yeah uh, we've had customers um in canada we've had customers in america um france switzerland germany spain um we actually are stocked in a shop now in paris just recently we sent the stuff over actually just yesterday. So that's really exciting. So um, see how that gets on. But yeah, really, really exciting. That's really, that's great. That's great. It's exciting. Uh, hopefully you'll be traveling lots anyway to see your brand yeah. in all these shops. <laughs> hopefully. It's really exciting. Um, what, when you think about success, Lorna, like is there any way you would def- define success personally? Honestly, like for me, success at the beginning of this was just people actually genuinely wearing the hoodies like and I think that's something I'm from scary as I said that's beginning but I think like coming home and that's been so good is people 
from my hometown have been so supportive which is crazy and I come back at the weekends or whatever and I see people in a hoodie and I just people that I don't even know as well which is just so so cool so surreal so genuinely for me success is just actually seeing people genuinely love your brand and, and actually wear it and yeah I think that's that's the best thing for me brilliant and when you mentioned the growth um what does that look like going forward? Are you looking to maybe add members to the team? You, you say you're going to be in uh, shopping centers. I'm sure the online presence is going to grow. But what does that, I suppose, that journey look like? Yeah, definitely. Like we're, we'll definitely have to hire someone at Christmas um, to help out in the shop. Um, and then, yeah, I guess like our growth. I mean, we'd love to be on on ASOS that would be amazing be stocked in Urban Outfitters you know there's there's so many opportunities out there I think for streetwear streetwear is such a growing market as well which is just phenomenal at the moment so I think yeah I mean the world hopefully is our oyster if we keep going yeah and just I suppose Lorna your perspective of going online obviously the pandemic happened a lot of retailers closed and some of them went online did very successful and probably massive growth but do you see it always been online or do you think there's going to be an aspect of people actually walking into a shop and wanting to get products? No, I, I definitely love to do both. And, and I go back to the point of, I think it's, it's a, like, we're not a known brand. Like now, you know, there's a couple of people that know who we are, but we're not really known at the moment. So I think that's the most important thing is actually getting in front of people. I think when people feel the quality of the hoodies, it's, it's way easier. People are more willing to buy um, for something that they feel and know is of good quality than, you know, just some, brand on Instagram that they've heard of and I think that's one of the main things that was great for us is word of mouth was so good because that's where majority of our sales is coming from so I think if you put yourself in a shopping center or in a shop people feel the material feel the quality it's definitely it'll definitely work better yeah absolutely quality um when so if if we look at the shopping centers what's the future past that look like what do you see next um, well, I, I guess they're pop-ups, so I'd love to have our own shop. Um, I'd love to be stocked on, uh, yeah, I said that I'd love to be stocked on ASOS. Um, at Urban Outfitters, I think that'd be an amazing one. They're all over the world, so that would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, brand recognition. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. Um, so some of the questions I kind of fire at, at most of my guests. Um, is there anything, I suppose, about business that you don't like? And you love what are the one thing you love and i suppose one thing you don't like about business that you've learned so far um i guess see i'm a very creative person um marketing is my my background so i, I definitely say when i have to sit down and do the the invoices or the the finance part this is probably my least favorite part i mean when the money's coming in that's good but when the money's going out <laughs> it's not the best one exactly. that's uh yeah that's probably my least favorite i'd say um when you think of advice, is there any like quote or piece of advice? What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given, life or business? Um, I definitely think with being an entrepreneur, it's if you don't take the risk, you'll never know. And I think there's so many people, if you listen, I mean, there's obviously going to be great advice you'll get from people. I'm not saying you don't listen to anybody. But I mean, if you listen to majority of people, I mean, people are scared. People don't always set up their own businesses. And a lot of people will tell you, no, or don't do that. So I'd say the best thing is take the risk. What's the worst thing that can happen and, and genuinely give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think even I, I remember like stepping out on my own and like my family were super supportive, but there were some people who were like, oh, is it right? Or should you not just be yeah. taking a safe job? 
uh, what's your salary? How much will you be earning? And I'm like, well, like it's going to work out. It's on me to make it happen. So I might as well give yeah. it a shot. Um, and that's what I think. I think people put the idea of failure in their head first before even just giving it a shot. Yeah, exactly. Rather than just be open-minded and seen as an opportunity. Um, okay, last few questions here. Um, if you could have a meal with any five people, dead or alive, who would they be? Um, well, I'm going to stick to the business answer for this. I could go maybe a bit off here. But um, I'll say Nick Baton, uh, the CEO of ASOS, uh, Richard Hay, the CEO of Urban Outfitters, and Mark Strafford, the CEO of Lifestyle Sports. I think that's three. Maybe we'll throw in Steve Jobs and Bill Gates as well. That'd be a good dinner. Well, it's a sales <laughs> dinner. It sounds like that you're right. You're, yeah, you'll, have a, yeah. you'll have a pitch deck, I'd say, to sell your next <laughs> yeah. season. Um, that's yeah, brilliant. And um, that's brilliant. And I suppose, Lorna, is there anything, I suppose, before we get into book recommendations, I, I kind of try and ask, like, is there any apps or scheduling tools or that you use every day that has really helped you in your business? Um, our website is actually hosted on Wix. And I I think a lot of people in marketing are, you know, they, they're straight up ready to use WordPress. I, honestly, I'd say Wix is the way to go if you're setting up your business from scratch. It's got like a CRM system within it. It's, um, you know, you can send out emails. It's, it's literally manages everything for you. It's even a point of sale system if you want as well. So it's, it's really amazing. So really? that would definitely be the one. It's, it's we've actually they're one of our clients Wix. we do a lot of work with them which is a small world um when you, when it comes to book recommendations or podcasts any recommendations for the listeners um i'd say the secret is always a good one i mean the law of attraction and focusing on what you want and, and that will that will come to you i mean that's always a good one to think of brilliant and i suppose uh, where can people stay connected with you and find you guys um, definitely on Instagram. It's probably where we're most um, active. We do do LinkedIn as well. And obviously everything we post on Instagram, we post on Facebook as well. But yeah, you can, or even email as well. You can catch us on it all. Brilliant. And if, if they don't see you in a shopping center soon, I'm sure you're going to have your own brick and mortar store. And I wish you every success with that. Listen, Lorna, it's, it's, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much. A lot of information there. Um, can't thank you enough for your time. And I wish you every success with the brand going forward. Thank you so much for having me on. Pleasure. Yes.